G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as we do on a Monday, always good to get an update and insights into the political agenda in the coming week. Dan Flynn, the Victorian State Director of the Australian Christian Lobby, is joining us. Hello, Dan. Welcome back to 2020. Hello, Neil. Dan, great to talk, and uh, let's get a, a few insights because there's some things that are happening right now as we speak, things of national and historic significance, and I'm referring to the national apology to victims of institutional child sexual abuse. That's actually underway in the federal parliament right now. Uh, yes, that's correct, Neil, and it's, uh, you know, it's a very heavy day, I think, for, uh, for all of Australia. Uh, the Prime Minister's been speaking about the long and painful journey of all those who have suffered. Uh, many of them are in Parliament House uh, with him today uh, and uh, also at regional locations throughout Australia. So uh, this is a, a very heartfelt apology. Uh, it, it is on the back of the findings of the Royal Commission um, and, um, you know, Scott Morrison here is uh, speaking to the hearts, hearts of people who have been abused uh, in uh, religious, sporting and other institutions, um, telling them that they have been believed. And interestingly, the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, quoted as saying he hopes it will bring victims a sense of peace. Uh, I imagine that when you do have an apology like this, the idea of settling Issues. This is a part of it. This is not all of it, uh, because there is still reparation to happen here. But uh, this idea of a sense of peace. Do you think uh, that the apology will have that sort of effect on the community? I, I think so, Neil. Um, to, to to an extent, um, and that's because you know, from the most significant authority figure in Australia, we are hearing a heartfelt apology. Victims are hearing a heartfelt apology. Um, they were abused by people in authority. Uh, and uh, the you know that that matters, um, and that their their cries were ignored, that their um, cries for help were covered up. Uh, all of that uh, has been um, you know a national disaster. Uh, so uh, it is excellent that in a very sensitive way the prime minister is addressing this, um, and you know sure there's action that's going to have to follow this. Um, I understand that the government has accepted um, 140 I think, of the 122 recommendations of the Royal Commission. Um, the other 18 are under consideration. Uh, but this is a very uh, important and historic moment for generations of Australians today. Well, no doubt we'll have some report updates uh, through Vision National News coming at the top of the hour very shortly. Uh, Wentworth by-election on the weekend, very significant. Uh, I imagine, Dan, you were probably checking in on the television coverage of the vote count on the weekend, as I was, sitting up on Saturday night. Didn't take long for the ABC to call the victory. Uh, what does it look like from your perspective? Oh, look, I think that uh, uh, this, this has been won by Karen Phelps. Uh, she uh, accepted uh, victory Saturday night. Uh, 
there was uh, a problem Sunday morning when it appeared that some votes may not have been counted properly and then postal votes uh, favouring Dave Sharma, the Liberal candidate. But look, um, uh, it's pretty clear that uh, the Liberal Party have... Uh, they, they held the seat by about 17-plus percent. There's been a 19 percent swing against them. Uh, they have lost this seat uh, to the independent uh, Karen Phelps. Dan, give me your impression about the relevance of the idea that there are angry Liberal MPs who are blaming Malcolm Turnbull for the Wentworth loss. Uh, what are your thoughts on Malcolm Turnbull's contribution or lack of contribution to the campaign? And uh, and is there is there claim that he's to blame? Is that relevant? It's hard to say. Um, you know, he, he he's left the job. He said he'd leave the job. He's left the country. Um, and, um, you know, now, um, you know, there are demands of why didn't you participate more? Um, I think that, uh, you know, any contribution he made, uh, you know, would have made, it's hard to know what the impact would have been. Uh, the reality is that, um, you know, the people of Wentworth uh, did not like the way he was turfed out, and they've uh, made that very clear. Um, I think Wentworth's not really typical, though, of all of Australia. Wentworth's a very wealthy, uh, very uh, highly educated uh, electorate with people with multiple university degrees um, and uh, doesn't have uh, blue-collar workers to any large extent. Um, it, it looks like uh, Scott Morrison's been thrown out on his ear, but the reality is uh, that type of result wouldn't really multiply across the country. So um, I think we should be um, you know, quite preserved about what we think the national implications are for the federal election coming up probably in you know, May of next year. Well, it's interesting, isn't it, that there is a shockwave to the federal parliament because people are saying, what might this mean for the parliament? Now relying on crossbenchers to govern because what we have is now a hung parliament and uh, yes. there is, you know, I guess possibility of an early election. You say uh, May next year, but uh, and that might be the most logical and likely time, but this does throw th- some things into disarray, doesn't it? Look, it does. Uh, there'll be legislation that they'll have difficulty getting through. Um, you know, counting the Speaker, uh, the Liberals and, and Coalition have 75 votes out of 150. That's not a majority. They've got to work with the six independents, um, and uh, there, there may be bills that are defeated. There may be uh, motions moved by the opposition um, that may be successful. Uh, the biggest risk to Scott Morrison is if there were a no con- a no confidence uh, motion uh, in him, uh, then uh, and and uh, you know the independents uh, worked with the Labor Party. Uh, there are risks there. Um, my sense is that uh, uh, we will we will muddle along, uh, and uh, uh, Scott Morrison sufficiently um, uh, equipped enough to deal with the independents to get. Uh, get things rolling, don't expect to see any, um, you know, uh, legislative reforms uh, in the next few months. I think we'll just simply be um, muddling along. Mm. Well, uh, talk about muddling along federally. Uh, I imagine there's all sorts of things that are on the agenda in your state of Victoria. You're the Victorian state 
leader uh, for the Australian Christian Lobby, Dan. Uh, the Victorian state election coming up on the 24th of November. Uh, what's happening? Give us a little bit of an on-the-ground feel for what's happening campaign-wise and perhaps a, a Christian perspective on all of these things. A lot of great things are happening on the ground. Um, over the last couple of weekends, uh, ACL supporters have been out uh, door-knocking uh, uh, people um, uh, in sort of ACL-type uh, T-shirts, uh, talking to people about the Safe Schools uh, program, asking people if they're aware of it, if it's in their schools, uh, if they're happy for their children to be taught that they may not be actually boys or girls, they could be something else. Um, and uh, we are meeting a lot of resistance about that at the doors, uh, so that's very interesting. We're not telling people how to vote, but we are really... Um, uh, raising this issue and pointing out that the Labor Party and the Coalition have different policies. The Coalition will abolish safe schools if elected. Labor Party uh, will uh, continue it and probably accelerate it. Um, the Coalition needs to win eight seats to win this election. Um, the ALP uh, has another problem that if it loses two seats, it'll have to govern in cooperation with the Greens, who, who already hold uh, three lower house seats, so that would be um, uh, a real challenge for the Christian constituency if the ALP were governing in coalition with the Greens, uh, and it is a possibility. Um, certainly since we last spoke, uh, the what's known as the Red Shirts Affair, where um, Labor campaigners have misused taxpayer funds to uh, pay campaign staff, uh, that has resulted in the police calling on a number of uh, sitting government ministers to come in for police interviews. So that's um, uh, that's certainly a, a hand grenade uh, for the, the government to deal with, um, and it's really it's unknown as to what extent that issue is taking root among you know mum and dad voters. Dan, let me just double back to something you said when you've got your campaign that's operating at the present time. A uh, bunch of people, uh, and they're wearing ACL shirts, doing yeah. door knocking and talking about the safe schools uh, campaign. You've got the uh, the government there that is wanting to have the safe schools in every school in the state, and you've got right. the opposition that says it'll repeal that sort of idea and uh, and put a stop to safe schools. But I, I'm just going to pick up on something you said. You've got door knockers, but they're meeting significant resistance from the community. Uh, is oh, the no. community in, in Victoria somehow rather uh, so brainwashed by the idea of the safe schools gender fluidity that uh, that somehow or other they're very resistant to any idea that there might be anyone who's against that? Oh, no, not, I may have um, uh, not explained myself properly. Um, the, the safe schools program is greatly resisted by the voters. So we talk to them about a number of issues, crime, um, injecting rooms, etc., etc. When safe schools is raised with uh, voters, uh, usually the reaction is very hostile. No, I do not want my child being taught this. Oh, okay. Um, and, and they resist that government policy. So uh, it strikes a real chord of protest with people, the idea that this could be taught. Um, there's a lot of ignorance about it. People don't know about it until it's explained to them, um, which is part of the work we have to uh, make this policy known and to make it clear to voters uh, where the parties stand on the issue. Again, we're careful not to tell people how to vote, um, but uh, we say this is a matter of grave concern uh, for Victorian children. 
Well, uh, thank you for clarifying that because I had this impression that you've got your door knockers and yeah. they're meeting sort of resistance. Uh, and then I would have imagined them coming back from the day, having a debrief and going, you know what, uh, we're feeling rather downcast. But but what no, you've just said is this is the opposite. They're, they're, they're coming they're back they're and they are... No, in, this they're exhilaration that can come from uh, from actually meeting voters who want to yeah. stand for something that is... Uh, in favour of a change of that dreadful policy of safe schools. Look, how can people, you know, for Victorian listeners listening to us now, is there still some room for some more door knockers? Are uh, you looking for oh, more? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, on the uh, Australian Christian Lobby website, uh, the banner there, there's a place there to volunteer for the Victorian election. Uh, we're reaching out to all of those who have volunteered. Um, uh, we've invited, invited them to our state conference, which is being held on Saturday morning, uh, starting at 8.30 at Crossway Baptist Church in East Burwood. Uh, there will be, you know, over 300 people attending that, many volunteers. Uh, the volunteers get in, you know, um, after free, and uh, we will be, um, you know, showcasing the work, honouring their work. Uh, Matthew Guy, the opposition leader, will be speaking. Uh, we've got a very exciting lineup, um, and it's really going to be, I think, one of the uh, great election... Um, functions uh, that occur in the next 34 days. Okay, just quickly before I let you go, uh, the abortion vote in Queensland last week, there's been a lot of Christians who were hoping that there might have been uh, a maintenance of that uh, criminalisation of abortion that has been uh, voted by the Queensland government uh, to legalise abortion. Uh, Any thoughts just on, on how the dust is settling on that decision? Well, it's very interesting Neil, that, you know, it was a 50 to 41 vote uh, that three members of the LNP crossed the floor uh, to vote for the legislation. Uh, and Tim Nichols, Steve Minikin and Jan Stuckey. Um, what's troubling a lot of LNP members in Queensland is that the LNP policy uh, is opposed to abortion. Um, and uh, the so these people, yes, they had a conscience vote, which was voted on in the party room, but they've actually defied the platform of the party, and that's got people upset. And, um, you know, that's completely understandable. So these MPs will have to account to the membership for why they voted against the party's uh, endorsed policy on abortion. I think this is going to really uh, play out in the LNP as it finds its feet uh, post this vote. All right, Dan. Well, thank you so much once again for great insights into the agenda as it sits at the start of a new week. Dan Flynn, the Victorian State Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Let me point uh, listeners to the Australian Christian Lobby website, acl.org.au. And uh, certainly those Victorian uh, listeners who might be wanting to participate in that door knocking that's going on uh, throughout electorates in Victoria in the lead up to the state election, drawing attention to the idea of uh, uh, informing people about what is at stake with this Safe Schools program. Dan, thank you so much for taking some time to update us today on 2020. That's my pleasure, Neil. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.